0: Welcome to the Good Talent Podcast. It's great to have your company. We're a team of ex-journos here at Good Talent Media. We help you get your message across. And my co-host is John Sullivan, the Welshman in the Good Talent Crew. John, we're tackling an interesting topic today. Got your questions. And I must say, with the thousands of media training sessions we do, it's the one thing everyone's worried about. They're afraid of getting caught out. It is, but if you think about it, how silly is it, really,
1: Tony? Let's be honest. There is a, a thousand questions out there that any one person can't answer at any given time. You can only really be in possession of so much capacity of information. With a gotcha question, I would say you don't always have to answer it there and then. You know, you can take it on notice, or you can defer to the experts, the litany of experts you may have around at your disposal. You know, we saw recently with the with the federal election campaign, you know, Anthony Albanese day one uh, tripping up over some key financial information.
0: Perhaps you didn't need to answer that question. What do you think? Well, I mean, politically you couldn't have a worse start to a campaign, right? And but but I'm interested in the vibe. How you're feeling with with the worry of this gotcha question. If if you're walking into interviews and just Get a sense of the, your body right now, even as you, as you think about it. You're tightening up, aren't you? You can see people, eye contact not being made. Yeah. You know, you're breathing struggling. Body language is hunching over. You're clenching your muscles because you are scared, right? So if your whole mindset going into the interviews is fear of gotcha questions, I'd be suggesting don't do the interview. Yeah. You are not ready to go anywhere near the press because it's really about owning the narrative and controlling the story. And having a sense of freedom and confidence around that. But I think if it's... You're tightening up about a question you you don't even know they're about to ask. I think you're about to have a terrible interview.
1: Yeah, and and you know what it's like? When you're fielding questions from journalists, and as a journalist who's been in these sort of press packs before, you can see if someone looks like they're nervous or they're giving off those kind of vibes and, and in many ways that energy just feeds itself. But the best press conferences I've been to where people may not know an answer to a particular question, they just take charge of the press conference and say, look, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about this. And that
0: kind of assertion and confidence, it projects itself. Well, this is what people don't understand. Um, I think people know that the press is the press are downtrodden, the press is time poor. The press is struggling, right? We're in a now news cycle. They've got to cover everything. But what the people don't get is we're just looking for good talent yeah. who can tell stories and essentially take over. Because if you, as a spokesperson, can walk into my presser and be dominant and have something to say and be entertaining if it's suitable and enlighten us, wow, well, that's all we want, right? Because the facts are we're texting with our wife, wanting to go home, what's happening? We might be arguing with our partner. Yeah. There's other stuff going on. There's other stories we prefer to be on. Yeah. So if you can actually get into a press situation and take over, what be what we call good talent, wow, the results could be incredible. Exactly.
1: Essentially, it is an entertainment game, isn't it? The best speakers with the best grabs, you know, aligned to facts and research and data. You know, speaking about trends that really matter to people, those, with those connections, that is what gets traction and coverage in the media. And if we all keep that in front of mind, that's usually when we get our best success in this space.
0: Well, okay. Andrew Westercock, Chief Executive of the Aussie Grand Prix. I think one of the best media performers around. Yep. Now, the Aussie Grand Prix each year, it's a bit contentious. We've had COVID. They've made mistakes. It doesn't go easy. You're working with some of the biggest personalities in the world. Now, he fronts the press. And I promise you, he's not worried about gotcha questions. No. He's about all about telling his narrative. So if you reflect a little bit about Adam Bank recently, what? I mean, he comes out, he's already seen the elbow problem with the gotcha question that went wrong there, and he he couldn't answer the question. He said, hey, go and Google it. So so what's he doing that moment? He shows strength. This is what I want everyone to lock in. When you're being interviewed, it's not an exam. No. You don't have to know everything. And I think the gotcha question mindset is a product of doing no preparation. Yeah. Because if if your only interview prep is worrying about what they're about to ask you're in big trouble because yeah. you don't know what they're going to ask, and, and John, as we know, they don't know what they're going to ask. <laughs> no, exactly right. You know, it's a spontaneous
1: intellectual sport, and you've got to be prepared to, to go in there and not know what might be asked but almost back yourself to deal with it and have a methodology, a formula, or just be able to be a human being about it and say, look, I haven't got that information to hand. Well, that's not a question I'm prepared to answer right now because I don't think it's as important as what I'm actually here to talk about, which is, and of course you fill in the blank depending on what your
0: aspiration is, but I think it's just confidence and assertion, and of course it's practice. Yeah, well, I think you've, you've coined it actually. It's a bit of an intellectual sport in a way, and I, I like to call it a, a bit of a, it's a debate in a sense, it's war without weapons. You're actually, it's not an interview, it's definitely not a conversation. You're there to have a debate, and be assertive, absolutely. And, and I think you've, you're you on something, John. Question comes in, and you're not sure about it. Well, and so the, the, the pivot out's really important. That, well, I'm not exactly across that right now. But more importantly, But the more importantly should just be the start of you diving deeply into something that's very compelling. And this is where I, this gets us into a bit of a lie. There's a lie in the press that you've got to keep it short. In fact, your role as a spokesperson is not to keep it short, it's the editors that cut things short. So I think mere mortals, I think most of us who consume news, we see all the grabs and they're very short. And some of the worst talent we've ever come across, John, are those who get into the press actually and try to edit for us, right? Yeah, for sure. That's a huge mistake. So when you do this pivot out of a gotcha question, you need to go deeply into what's important to you and the narrative you're getting out there. We're all human beings. We're all obsessed with conversation telling stories,
1: spending time together, getting to know each other. If you watch the news and you get a sense that that's not really happening, you sort of feel like that's disingenuous you can tell that it doesn't feel natural and normal so as you say it's all about being out there being real projecting yourself and people pick up on that authenticity perhaps that's another key element to it oh absolutely
0: so let's reflect on Albo. he gets up there a couple of very basic questions comes in he he's frozen he probably knows the data it's not to hand now here's the thing and the interview not an exam so it's an opportunity really for you to tell your stories and get your messages across. Question comes in, answers not to hand, that's fine. Don't answer the question. Yeah. This is what people forget also. You don't have to answer these journal questions.
1: No. And the reality is, you know, just because he couldn't answer that question at that particular time, it doesn't mean that he couldn't be a good Prime Minister, of course. We need to hear from him why he thinks he must be the next Prime Minister of this country. And perhaps if he addressed the, the question with an answer that focused on what he can do and what he does know, that might be more powerful than the sort of the nervous stumble and the admission later that he didn't know.
0: Yeah. Well, he treats it like an exam, but what I hated about it was he goes into complete defeat. Yeah. The body language. It was over for him. He knew in his mind he'd lost the day, lost the week, made the worst possible start. But he showed no fight. He showed no media now at all for someone who's done tens of thousands of interviews, it was a disgrace. Yeah, and I, th- I think if he'd have shown a bit of
1: assertion and a bit of passion in that moment, we, we would have all rallied alongside that, mm. that sort of strong defence of, uh, of the so-called mistake. You know? But it definitely set the tone for, the, for that first week of campaigning.
0: I know we spoke about it afterwards, and it just sort of felt that um, it could have been handled better for sure. But OK, the interest rate didn't come to mind for him. We all know we can think as we speak. So interest rates not to mind. Isn't the biggest story, though, the pressure on interest rates and inflation and the cost of living? Cost of living is or was the whole election theme. He could have just started talking about inflation, cost of living, how Morrison got all that wrong. Wow. I mean, there's... There's 30 minutes in that. He could have given us two.
1: Yeah, he needed to start telling voters why that wasn't important and starting telling us what was important and how him and his party were going to make a difference to them. I think that was the opportunity, and it seemed to have been missed at that particular time.
0: Absolutely. So it's a great example, guys. Uh, So think of these. If you've got this gotcha moment mentality, don't interview you're not ready to interview. What we want to see you do is write the story to control the story. We want to see you own the narrative and get your messages across and tell cracking anecdotes and stories to support those messages. We want you, John, not to be worried about the questions coming in at all. Just be prepared to tell your
1: stories powerfully. Yeah, just to go in there, speak naturally, passionately, and stick to the areas of expertise that you have and just enjoy the sparring, the spiritual sparring. People love to see it. And the more relaxed you
0: are and the smiles, that makes a difference. Well, that's a good point as well. Let's conclude on it. So you play the issues, not the personalities. And I think it's important for the way you come across and for your physiology, how you're feeling in these interviews, is to be smiling if it's appropriate is to have relaxed body language because I think we know it's tense and you can be very nervous right but you can be actually start kidding your body into thinking things are going well if you're projecting your voice and you're smiling and you're acting confident of course because even if it's a bit stage your body and mind will follow you yeah it's like in sport once you get the first touch of a ball in a game
1: your confidence grows before that you can be quite nervous and anxious and then it's just repetition of the simple things you know you can do well it helps you build that confidence and you end up feeling like you can face anything yeah.
0: Got gotcha your moments are really for L platers. If you've got that mindset, don't interview, let us help you or get some help. You're not ready to interview. We want to see you controlling the interviews and in fact being good talent, John. That's what the press is looking for. Exactly, and enjoying the whole experience. Thanks for joining us.